Yo, yo, guys, welcome to Coastal Connection. Embrace the power. We have retired Colonel Garcia on today. And I just want to give a quick shout out before we get started to 24-Hour Works down on Boyette, down in the Lithia area. You know, they're always open and they're always giving time. It's always about getting them guns and staying in shape and in fit because the cold weather's coming. And in the summer, as we live in Florida, we love the beach. Bernie, how are you doing and where are you located, girl? Oh my gosh, Vince, thank you so much. First of all, I am so excited to be here today with you on Mike, and thank you for the opportunity. And I am here from Kingsport, Tennessee, and it's very cold over here. So I'm really envying you guys over there in Florida with the nice weather. Hey, we're loving it. We're loving it. So, you know, you recently, how long have you been retired? Because you just retired. And so how long have you been retired? Uh, this past October, it will be two years since I retired from the Army. All right. So two years. So let me ask you a question. Since you retired from the Army, what was your transition like going into the civilian world? Was it an easy transition or did you kind of <laughs> see or did you kind of run into some things were like, OMG, this is a different program. So kind of give us a feeling emotionally or just, you know, on the spiritual side, <laughs> what you went through. I, I don't know about you, but uh, I did transition during COVID right on the offset of COVID and where there was no longer in-person activities. So I had to do everything over the phone and via email. And let me tell you, Vince, it was like, I, I don't even know how to explain it. Like I've been abandoned, <laughs> right? After all these years in the military. And of course, coming from a human resources background where you're used to taking care of people, I find myself like nobody was taking care of me. Here I am, I only got a few more, weeks to go in the military and why are they making it so hard so <laughs> it, it, was, it, it was very very hard you know j just to kind of you know not to say too much about it um but yes it wasn't easy yeah it wasn't it was easy to go through that process <laughs> and I'm pretty sure, yes <laughs> so you know everything was in and i didn't mean to cut you off but everything was like remote is what you were saying so i think do you think in some ways after you've been through this now two years you understand the the loss of customer service and so since you've transitioned what did you transition into once you retired and you know took a little time off you know you know reinvented who you are and became the bernie you are today well, like when you transitioned, did you take like six months off and kind of like re, re gauge or try to rechallenge or re image who you are? Absolutely, uh, Vince. I know that a lot of people, um, they just go from the military into uh, a job immediately. And I didn't. I felt that I needed some time off to decompress. Maybe it was because I felt that emptiness inside of me because I worked literally until the last day of my transition leave. Wow. So, and then the next day I was, you know, retired. So talking about like having so much dedication, right? To the military, because you loved it so much that I was willing to go all the way until my last day. And partly it was because there was only two people in the shop, my boss and I, and the project that we were working on at the time was very important that I felt like I owe it to him and to the project to see it, you know, completed as much as I could, you know, before I actually handed it, you know, over to him the next day because I was retired. Then after that, I was like really scratching my head, trying to figure out what am I going to do? 
do I want to pursue another career as a federal government employee in the civilian sector? Or what is it that Bruni wants to do? And at the time, we decided to relocate to Kingsport, Tennessee. And it was like the best decision that we had ever made because it is so beautiful over here. And it, it allowed an opportunity to really start decompressing and trying to relax and not worry so much. Like I was looking constantly at my phone thinking that, oh, it's my government phone. No, it's no longer my government phone. This is Bruni's phone. <laughs> so there is no job over here to be looking at. And there is no calls for me to be dialing in in the morning. So this environment allowed me that opportunity to really decompress. And that is when I started finding out, like, I have this empty space within me that I needed yeah. to fill in with something. Because for 30 years, the military was filling it in for me. And I, I felt that fulfillment, right? And the happiness because somebody else was doing it for me. Where now it's like, oh my gosh, who's going to fill it in? So I started doing projects around the house and I started discovering that I was good with my hands and that I was good at woodworking. So I started creating uh, different pieces of, of home decor. And then from there, it started escalating a little bit into trying to DIY uh, you know, some of the rooms in my house which actually uh, I'm still doing, you know, one room at a time. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, but yeah. just to answer your question, uh, Vince, I did that for about six months, maybe eight months. And during my transition, I have found uh, a nonprofit organization that really supports transition and service members, veterans and their spouses during the transition process. And I went ahead and took the workshop. And I was so amazed and impressed uh, about the dedication of this nonprofit because they pour their heart into their participants. And most importantly, after the workshop is over, it's not that they have forgotten about you. So they continue to reach back to you and they continue to ask you if you need support. What do you need? And after that, there was an opportunity, you know, for the nonprofit, they had a, a position opened and they reached out to me if I wanted to be part of the team. And I said, absolutely, absolutely. This nonprofit helped me so much during my transition process. And that is how I started, you know, filling back in, right? That empty space left right, by the military. Right. Uh, because it really helped me reconnect back to uh, the military community and not just the army, uh, all service members from all the services that come to the workshop, that participate in the workshop. And I started connecting with them and sharing my experiences during my transition. Uh, when I say that things went wrong, like everything went wrong. I know. I I, and, and, even, and even after. So it was like, oh my gosh. Uh, and they were there for me. And now I'm able to provide that support to all the participants, all, all the soldiers, all the service members that are trying to figure out what is it that I want to do after I get out. And what I'm finding out is that 
a lot of them feel that loss of identity. Right, right. right. Like they oh, yeah, knew absolutely. who they were. They knew who they were in the military. They had a rank. They had a job. And now as they're coming out, they're thinking, oh, my God, who am I going to be? Right. Because right. it happened to me. I was Connor Garcia. Right. And then the next day I'm like, who am I? <laughs> who am I to the people? <laughs> right. So it was like, oh, I cannot call myself Connor Garcia anymore because that is not who I am anymore. Exactly. So it's hard to learn how to speak civilian language. And I put it in that term because it's easy for you and I right, to speak because we understand the military language, the military lingo. Uh, but when it comes to talking to civilians, which is something that I found um, as I relocated to Tennessee, and I am no longer uh, surrounded by a military community. Yes, there are still some veterans around in the area, but when you're used to talking on a daily basis with all the military service members, it's easy for you to speak and be understood, right? Where over here, I'm still finding myself to be understood in, in that civilian community. Oh yeah, because you know, oh yeah, you know, when you, yeah, okay. So, you know, when you, when you transition, I think some of the major challenges are is that people receive, uh, uh, receive the world a different way. Now, one thing I will honestly tell you that I had an advantage over one is my, my dad was in the military, my grandfather was, and my sister and younger brother. So we understood that the military was a had an expiration date. And I try to tell my soldiers this all the time before I, I even before I retired. I said, you know, the military has an expiration date. So at some point you got to start being able to transition who you are uh, to being somebody else. And so as it, and so a lot of people don't make that transition or, or start that process until like the last day they're in the military. But when you really got to start earlier, you guys must be still renovating. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that is absolutely right. Um, people need to start. And, and I said, uh, we're told to start 24 months, right? 12 months out. <laughs> Some people. Be, hold on, let's be, be clear. For, some people yeah. are able to do that, but people in key positions, I, I'm going to have to throw the card that, you know, Bernie, I had to cut you off. You know, you got me on my soapbox. That used to be the funniest thing is that everybody would say, hey, you got 24 uh, months to get ready to retire at 12. The 12th month, you should be all about you retiring, you know, you transitioning and going into the civilian world. I'm going to tell you, OK, that <laughs> I don't think that happens for a lot of people. No, it does not. It does not because um, some of the comments that we hear from the participants that come to the workshop is um, my boss doesn't let me take time off to go and participate on transition classes or any transition you know, workshop or any, anything transitioning related. They want to hold on to them all the way until the last minute. And then they feel that they owe it to them, right? Because they have that mentality that I'm still part of the team. And one of the things that we teach in that workshop is we try to teach you to think about you, right? So that's why um, the program, the flagship program that LTI offers uh, to the transition service members, veterans and their spouses is called 
changing focus, moving from we to me. Because oh, yeah. we have been indoctrinated since we joined the military, right? They, they do a really good job at training you so you can be integrated into the military so you can do your job, right? And they, they teach you about others, about the team. But in my opinion, they don't really do a great job when you are retiring or when you're separating. They don't right. invest the same amount of time with you to help you make that transition back into the civilian world, right? And one of the things that we offer during the workshop is that we help you develop a purpose and a vision on your own. Not the institution or the organization's purpose and vision because for 30 years, I carried one that wasn't mine and I fulfilled it because it was my job. Now I have my own purpose, I have my own vision. Oh, yeah. And what's the most important thing about it is that it's mine. Nobody else created it for me. I did. I created it myself. Oh, yeah. You're shaping the world. I mean, you talked about going through woodcraft, which you mean using your hands and reshaping the things that you're doing. And then as you looked at to the transition center, you know, the, the, the major challenges that we all face is when we, you have to reimagine who you are and you have to transition who you are. But some of the other things is I think it's the emotional roller coaster. Uh, I've seen a bit. I play golf with different guys on, on a regular basis and some are, you know, it's weird to see people after two or three years, five years out of the military, very bitter. You know, I have a guy, a friend I play with, he thinks he should have got to a certain rank, you know, or this position here. And I try to remind everybody is that the, the military is subjective. And, every, you know, and like myself, when I went in the military, I had the expectation to make captain, the expectation to retire at lieutenant colonel, the expectation. And I didn't hold myself anything after lieutenant colonel. I considered it was a bonus, you know. Now, there's times you feel like, you know, I earned it, you know. But we also know that you, when you're competing with the 1% or 2% of people in the military, you guys, everybody's foul looks the same. It comes down mm -hmm. to, and you sat the boards, and it comes down to plus yeah. or minus, <laughs> right, right or left, and whether you get the next rank or not. And so a lot of people in the civilian world, when you, you, you transition, I think their biggest struggle was, and I've seen it because I really took myself away from the military. I had nothing to do with military. Just now I do go speak on a regular basis to um, businesses about veterans, other veterans organizations. So I do a lot of public, now a lot of public speaking and speeches. So I'm, I'm always, you know, knocking that out. But the biggest thing that I, I, I look at is I made sure that I wanted to make sure I went into something that was still selfless service. So I went into teaching and making that difference. So, you know, I, I applaud you in making that transition and reshaping the battlefield. So now that you've kind of reshaped your battlefield, how are you from an individual perspective now trying to make sure other people don't fall into or have to live with some of the things that you dealt with? They don't deal with that now. You know, one of the things that um, the Little Transition Institute allows me to do uh, through changing focus is uh, for me to tell my story. Um, in the struggles that I went through uh, when I transitioned, and even after, right? Uh, me not getting paid, you know, on time, not getting my retirement paid, and oh, yeah. talk, or, you know, filing your VA benefits on time, which I did, but here you are eight months later and you're still waiting for your disability. You know, by the way, um, yes, I started getting my retirement pay. Oh my gosh, you know, I was getting you know, pay has a lieutenant colonel and no has a former colonel. So 
a lot of things happened、Whoa. to me. Yes.、Whoa. So, so it, it was a very interesting roller coaster, and in like you said, emotionally, I was a wreck. And you know me, so you know that physically, I take care of myself,、uh, and that is the way for me to relieve stress. But I wasn't really good at taking care of myself mentally, and I think that the two are very important. You cannot do one without the other, and I've been working on that. I'm working on myself mentally、uh, to be ready and be prepared. So I do meditation every day, and it doesn't have to be an hour. You know, five to ten minutes, where you can bring yourself into a happy place. I、uh, we all have memories of our childhood and throughout our lives, and I'm pretty sure that you can find a moment that you can stop and think about it, right? Because it,、yes. it brings you happiness, and at least that's what it does to me. And When I'm happy, I'm a better person. When I'm happy, I'm better able to serve others. And、oh, in that capacity, in that capacity, I am so happy that I'm able to do that today.、Uh, because I don't only do it、uh, to service members transitioning or veterans, but I'm also able to provide. Leadership,、um, coaching, mentoring to the civilian sector. Right. You know, and one of the other things that、um, you're not aware of, Vince, is that during this past year, I had worked very hard in becoming、um, a leadership speaker, coach, and mentor certified. Well, I think you already had those skills, sis. You just went and got a certificate. Maybe I need to get one of those certificates. Maybe I can get it pasted on the wall behind me. You know, but I look at. But see, a lot of people don't know me and your story, and you know, and I've known you a long time. And I know at the end, about five years ago, you were kind of going through some own personal stuff physically, and you were battling some. You know, you're battling life in a real hard way, and you're just trying to balance the workload and your in military. Also, your physical health was kind of deteriorating from、uh, different things, and you were trying to figure out what that was. So to see you where you're at now, then you're in a good place. That's a good thing because I, because you had some massive battles ahead of you prior to where you're standing now, and I and I know you stand back and you go, <laughs> had to have some faith in something, man. Had to believe in something to get to where you're at to now. So overall, let me ask you a question: How's your health today? Is your is the health pretty good? I would say, you know, my health is better than what it was five years ago,、um, and a lot of it, again, is your will and determination to not quit. And yes, I'm not in the same physical stamina that I was, you know, over five years ago, but I didn't let my physical disabilities push me down and. Win over my will of wanting to continue to take care of myself physically. Yes, I go down to the gym every single day, and I do what I can, what Bruni can do. Not anybody else around me, 
but what can I physically do that I know that I can do? Oh yeah. And well, you, you used you... to open up the gym, so I mean, hell, you beat me in the gym. You used to open it up, and sometimes I think you close the damn thing down. <laughs> and you know what? It's it's so funny because uh, I was always glad to see uh, senior leaders uh, out there showing, you know, that that they can do the 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 physical stamina that we are requiring our soldiers, our members, to do. Right? And I never really imposed upon anybody uh, to max the PT test or to bench, you know, like 200 pounds, right? Uh, for me, it was to set the example. And if I could spark a little bit of motivation to someone around me, you know, but then watching me do the job and then knowing of, yes, I went through some physical, you know, stuff in my life that, um, you know, really made me question about my physical abilities of being able to get up, you know, and continue to do the things that I enjoy doing. So, and this is where, uh, Vince, your, your mind plays games on you. And if you let your mind do that, um, it, it'll take over you. And you will never be able uh, to come out, you know. On the other side, yeah. On the other side, exactly. Oh, so let me ask you, because you know, I used to, I used to give you hell all the time, anyway. So, did you <laughs> now? Did you ever go and compete in, in female bodybuilding? Because I remember when you're in the gym, every, and all the everybody used to go, "Oh, she's got to be competing." Because I mean, you literally were doing everything IFFB to standard. So, where, I wonder, did you ever go? Okay, I'm gonna jump on. I know you have friends doing it. I never did get on, somebody said they saw it on your Facebook or your Instagram. So I know you had friends that were kind of getting into it. So did you ever mm -hmm. think about doing it yourself? No, no, not really. Um, it wasn't something that uh, that really interested me in doing. Uh, I like the physical aspect of it, the challenge. And maybe, you know, in a few more years, when I turn 60, I don't know, maybe you'll see me out there. <laughs> so you just like walking around having the guns and the tricep and just like, yeah, you see, I told you, right? See, pow, I told you. Yeah, yeah, Bernie yeah. was like, guns out, baby. <laughs> no, I, I refuse to let aged um, slot me down. I think that as long as you have, you know, the dedication and the commitment to still get off the bed. And let me tell you, and one of the reasons why I hit the gym every day is because I prep myself the night before. Okay. okay. I look at what I want to do the next day at the gym. I select my clothes and I leave them next to my bed. So when I get up in the morning, I don't have any excuses of, oh, what am I going to wear today, right? So it's already there, and all I have to do is just change, you know, and, and then hit the gym. Yeah, I so, do the same thing. <laughs> and and you, you can relate to that, right? Because it's like, it's important. And I yeah, think I that it's something, it. it's something that's important to you enough, uh, you should try I and don't think about I'm gonna fail because if you go with that mentality, yes, you're gonna fail. 
but let oh, me yeah. see what I can do today. And if today I was only able to work 1%, that is a win-win because <laughs> tomorrow I will work on another 1% because in the end, those percentages will accumulate to 1%, right? That's correct. That's correct. And you know, with me, it's all about, you know, grandkids and, and, and being around because, you know, I got grandkids now. And the one thing I, I thought more and more about is when I get up every day and go to the gym or just and meditate or whatever, it's it's all about you know, setting a good example. So when my grandsons get older, because I realize I'm going to be up in age when they get there. So it's all about, you know, leaving that legacy behind. And so if you had any advice to any veterans out there when we get done making this this clip up and cleaning it up and making it ready to rock, what advice would you give to any veterans transitioning or maybe to ch reach out to you guys at uh, your new website? But what's some of the nuggets that you want to leave leave before we get off here? I would say to them, um, do what you're passionate about. Do what you want to do and not what others want you to do. Uh, because if I would left others decide for me, I probably would have ended up back in the government job, right? As a civilian. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or doing some kind of or doing some kind of contract job. But I didn't let anybody else decide for me. And I could have had those jobs, but I decided for myself, what is it that Bruni wants to do that makes her happy? This is why it's so important. Take time off after you separate, after you retire, so you can figure out what is it that you want to do for yourself. Not for others, but for yourself. Absolutely. Hey, yeah. <laughs> hey, so, so that is. Go ahead, Bernie. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. no I was... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> you see, we're so linked that we, we want to like. <laughs> no, it's what I want, you know, not the message that I want to relate to uh, anybody that is listening, but it's the message that I'm telling my kids to do do what makes you happy don't let the universe decide for you oh, yeah. you don't want them to decide for you you had the will and the power to decide for yourself so use it, That's you it know, and, and go discover yourself because there is so much more than the military right you live a civilian life longer than you have served in the military and you owe it to yourself to find that niche, right? That makes you happy. Just like you're here, right? Oh, with yeah. this program, with this podcast. This is what you love doing. So oh, it's all Mike and... G, you know. <laughs> <laughs> my little Mike G over there. I have to have a little brother to pick on every day. <laughs> ah, that's a teamwork. Makes a dream work. Come on. <laughs> All right, so hey, so Bernie, I appreciate you coming on. It's been a great show. You laid out some good knowledge. Mike, throw the website out real quick, man, before we bounce out of here. Bye, y'all. Yo, so if you, Thank hey guys, you. yeah, so we're gonna throw it up real quick. Hey guys, if you're out there and you're transitioning from the military, hey, Bernie's on Instagram, and you know you can always reach out. And she has this great website here, and that you can go to and go catch some of the classes they have, and, and maybe and are the classes virtual? That was the question I meant to ask you. Are they virtual or in person, Bernie? 
they are virtual unless uh, anybody wants us to do an in-person event then they can be just you know and we can discuss that but uh, most of the the cohorts are all virtually all right so there you go so there's no reason not to attend sign up and and you know go up you know the whole thing is get your vsl get your uh, va paperwork started early oh there's a lot of key things to transition out of the military but more importantly is knowledge is power and i will tell you this if it wasn't for an nco and a good hr like bernie and the different people around me i would not have known what i need to do because here's the deal knowledge is power to be able to get paid and if you don't have the knowledge you ain't getting paid <laughs> and <I'll, laughs> that's absolutely right <laughs> And so with that being said, as me and Mike G always say, Colonel Garcia, retired one, each love you much. Keep it rolling.